Hello there, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Super Cast Brothers, the only podcast where I am tortured on a bi-weekly basis by Jono. Except, wait, not today! So, hi guys, Zantok here. Uh, Jono, as you can tell, is not. Instead, we've got Way Off Trail down here as my uh, co-host for the day. Uh, you know, sometimes scheduling is just a bitch, to put it bluntly. And things don't always work out the way you want to, but we kind of decided way back when, you know what, the show's got to go on. And if one of us can't make it, then we either do it ourselves or we get a fill-in. And that's what Wild Troll is doing here for today, and hopefully he'll be less chaotic than Jono. Probably. Jono's pretty chaotic. He's. It's yeah. very hard to fill his shoes, to be fair. Yeah. Unless you're using sand. But. They're so big. They're, they're like, they're, it's like Sora's shoes in Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, yeah. The, the big clown shoes from the first game, specifically. Because, holy shit. But, yeah, Jono's not going to be here today, so, uh, what we were going, the characters we were going to cover ended up, you know, we're pushing them sometime in the future, and we picked up some new ones to discuss today, because Way Out would not know who the fuck we had originally planned to talk about, and it would have just been a cluster. All so, right. It, yeah, you know, kind of, per usual, I guess. But uh, we decided, since Wailtro is going to be coming along for today, why not make things, you know, a little bit about us, you know? Because, you know, we've got our YouTube channel where you post Let's Play videos uh, daily. Select Star Gaming, we've been going for five years now. Uh, Wailtro has his uh, Twitch channel that he's been streaming from for roughly about the same amount of time. And mm-hmm. uh, I recently had affiliate on mine, so hey, hey, go check that out. Or don't, you know. Live yeah, your, mine's Wailtro. This is... Zantok, I know, shocker. Super fucking easy. Yeah. Uh, so I decided that for the characters that we're going to be covering today, both in today's Rate Their Chances and in today's Smasher Dash, we're going to be covering characters that uh, have either appeared on the Let's Play channel that we both played together, or things that have been on Whale Trail's Twitch stream. Kind of an either-or situation with some of those. So every character, if you've seen our own content over there, you might know who these characters are. If you haven't seen our content but these characters interest you go check out our shit it's good shit most mm-hmm. of some of it a few things every once in a while yeah every once in a while you know you gotta see her she's like well that wasn't very great like you know costume quest uh yeah it's, that was the thing your, I did. that's your favorite one right uh yeah yeah I did that. yeah you did so how's it going oh it's going interested to be here oh i bet you are yeah yeah, see how this all goes. We we haven't had you on in about two years, actually. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was a Ezio uh, with us yep. from character moves then. Yep. Yeah, that was my first my first uh, time on this podcast, and now boom, I'm back. Yeah, doing something a little different this time. Yep. We we we've considered you for you for you other ones, but you were just like, yeah, I don't really care about that character. It's like, oh, well, fuck. Yeah. All right. Well, we had you in mind for that one. But, you know, so some guests, you know, some, sometimes you gotta, you gotta just gotta savor them and not bring them back repeatedly. Yeah. They just lose that special spark. I'm better in small doses. That's extremely true. Yeah. Holy shit. Sometimes I'm just like, dude, go away. <laughs> I say that to everybody, though, to be fair. Yeah. But let's go ahead and see here. Uh, as we mentioned, it's a Smasher Dash episode. Actually, we actually hadn't strictly mentioned that. But as we've been doing starting with this season, we're starting off Smash Dash with five rate their chances selections. 
And with these characters that I picked for today, they're kind of going, I believe, in order of when we've done them through either your Twitch or our YouTube channel. Because I just thought it'd be a nice little, uh, little history timeline there, because why the hell not, right? Mm-hmm. So we're going to be starting off uh, Wraith of Chances today with uh, Tracer from Overwatch. Uh, you and I, you, we used to play Overwatch quite a fair bit back in the beginnings yep. of Twitch, which was also when I had my shitty laptop. And the only character I could reliably play was Torbjorn because I could just make a turret at 4 FPS and not have to worry about it. It it was painful. Forgot that's right, you main Torbjorn. I main Junkrat. He was my favorite. I, I jumped around once I started being able to play as more characters with a uh, better computer. But yeah, I, I stuck with Torbjorn because it's just like, okay, I can make a turret, then I don't have to worry about having terrible FPS aim because it was a bad laptop. Hmm. But uh, we haven't played it in a long time, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, especially not cons- like every once in a while we would we would boot it up like every few s- months. Yeah, I want to uh, say the last time we played it was probably for a uh, top ten. That's probably accurate. Yeah, and I think the last time I just played it in general, either Wrecking Ball or the the Evil Doctor Lady Moira, I think is her name. I think one of them was the newest character whenever I last played. Yeah, maybe it was like the. The, uh, the outlaw that uh, McCree knows. One of them was the newest character. But even then, that was after we stopped playing regularly. I yep. thought about getting back into it, but I'm kind of just waiting for Overwatch 2 to release, if it ever does. Because we get some single-player content, which is what I mainly like in games. Mm. Yeah. Yep. But, Tracer in Smash. Our thoughts on her possibilities uh, and her overall odds. Um, as for me... Well, first of all, there's the whole Activision Blizzard controversy that happened recently. So that whole company at large is kind of in the shithouse right now. Microsoft recently bought them, and hopefully they can help sort through their shit. But um, I, I, right now, I think, personally, that just lowers her odds just in general, because nobody really wants to touch Activision Blizzard with a 10-foot pole right now, and I don't blame them. Microsoft only bought them so they can be like, okay, listen, guys. Enough's enough. But um, even b- before then, I wouldn't have put Tracer like super high on the list of the Overwatch cast. I think she is the pick. She's a popular character. She's the box art character. Uh, and her abilities would definitely make her unique in Smash with, with her time recall and such. But uh, then you think about all the other Activision Blizzard characters that they could possibly throw in. World of Warcraft is a strong choice because MMOs are just huge. And it's the grandfather of MMOs. And then, you know, you got Crash and Spyro the mix, which, you know, are my personal hopes and dreams. But uh, Tr- Tracer, I think she has a decent chance of Activision characters, but personally, I think she's third string of them. So what do you think? Uh, Overarch being such a huge name, I could see that being a big pull uh, for her to possibly get in. I would say of all the characters in Overwatch, she probably has one of the highest rates of being chosen. It would be her, Winston, or I'd say maybe Reinhardt would be the would be what, like, when I think Overwatch, those are kind of the three that I think of right off the top of my head. Hmm. Um, I mean, sure, they're Soldier 76, but let's be honest. I mean, for, for me, it's uh, Tracer, uh, McCree, and Genji. Those oh. are the three hmm. I think of. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Um, but yeah, she her recall ability really really cool in Smash. Um, I feel like it'd be a little harder than. I mean, sure she could have her bomb as be one of the things, but uh, 
shooting shooting characters are difficult i feel like they really are because they you can't have them be too overpowered and you can't have them be too underpowered so it'd be very hard i feel like to have her which is why maybe i feel like winston would probably be a bit better of a choice for Mm -hmm. overwatch just because he's got a shot cannon instead and he jumps around a bit more um i don't know i feel like he'd be more fun to add in than tracer um but tracer i feel like if they were to be like oh we're gonna add in overwatch tracer would have decent odds yeah but yeah like you said they're kind of not doing super well right now so yeah uh, that would probably lower it quite a bit i'm also not too sure granted i'm not in the sphere of uh like esports or anything like that but i don't know like how overwatch's popularity is doing right now just as a whole I know mm-hmm. I personally kind of stopped looking at things when they announced Overwatch. It was like, ooh, story content. Single player? Hell yeah, because Overwatch has always had a story. But it's always mm-hmm. just been like in the background holding cutscenes or supplemental material like comics and just random trailer videos they decided to make. Yep. But um, Tracer, she's also appeared in Heroes of the Storm, uh, Blizzard's crossover uh, MOBA game. Uh, there's a few other Overwatch characters that are in it. I can't really tell who up back to the top of I my head. I think Genji is. That makes sense. Uh, I want to say Diva probably is. Diva's also a pretty popular character. At least she was. Oh, true. I don't know if she still yeah. is. But um, uh, Tracer, Tracer would be also just complicated to put into Smash in general. But I did work on a moveset for her a couple years ago. I think it was like in like 2016, 2017 I made a moveset for her. And it was complicated, but I was able to make her time mechanics work. Could they be better? possibly probably i'm just sure stacker i can figure it out a little bit better than i did but um he also just likes to do characters with like weird gimmicks especially recently with ultimate a lot of the new characters have like some kind of gimmick to them just like this is their core mechanic get good at it right and tracer being like kind of rewind her time would i feel like he'd just be like "Ooh, i like this idea i want to do this character because of that he doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily always do, like, the main poster boy character of a game that has, like, a, an expanded roster like Overwatch. Arms being a great example of this, where he, they chose Min Men instead of Spring Men. But to be fair, the Arms characters are kind of interchangeable. Because they literally can all just, like, use the same arm weapons. So it's, like, we're, they all have very minimal uniqueness to them. Min Men is one of the ones that has the most uniqueness. And that's just something you want for a crossover game like Smash. But um, the controversy with Activision, I think, is a huge deterrent right now. There were huge rumors about Crash that was going to get an ultimate for a long while, or at least Activision wanted it. Maybe Nintendo didn't want it. Maybe the deals fell through. No idea. But uh, considering that they were focusing on Crash and not uh, Tracer or a World of Warcraft character or a Starcraft character, it kind of makes me think Activision as a whole... Didn't really want to push them too much, which is kind of a surprise because World of Warcraft is huge. Granted, granted, right now it's losing ground to Final Fantasy XIV to a pretty significant degree. But while I think Tracer would be definitely interesting, I think Sakurai could be interested in a character like her. With the culture that's going on in Activision Blizzard right now, it's just a huge bevy of other character possibilities. I'm not giving her high odds. I'll give her something like... I'm going to go 15. 15% feels right about right, I think. What do you think? 
gonna give her a little bit higher of odds. Not too much. I was thinking more like somewhere like eighteen, probably eighteen twenty, somewhere in that range. Okay. So probably eighteen. I was initially thinking somewhere like twelve to fifteen. I was just like mm, twelve feels low, fifteen feels high. Yeah, but she's popular and people like stuff. So okay, fifteen. Yeah. Now, even though John is not here, uh, I did tell Jono who we would be covering today, and I had him give me his thoughts for each of the characters. Uh, so we'll be reading through each of those and getting his scores well to go ahead and add into things as we usually do. So, when it comes to Tracer, Jono said, The face of Overwatch, which has a Nintendo presence now. They wouldn't touch Blizzard with a thousand foot pole right now, but give Microsoft a little time to renovate the company and maybe he's a chance the next match. 28%. So he is a little bit more optimistic than both of us. Yeah. But uh, combined, that's going to give Tracer a score of 20.33% chance of being added to Smash, at least according to us three yahoos. Mm-hmm. Because we have all the say. Yep. All of the say. Absolutely. Yep. We we are the best around, and nobody can beat us in the face. Hmm. I hope. If they can, please don't come to my house. Anywho. Uh, the next character we're going to be covering is one that we've done a few, a character from a series that we've done quite a few Let's Plays on, and we've been wanting to do the newest game, and we just... You know, scheduling, as we previously mentioned, is a bitch. Mm-hmm. And that's Lilith from the Borderlands series. Uh, Lilith, each character in Borderlands has their own, like, everybody can all use the same guns. It's a shooter game. What do you expect from that? But each character also has their own unique uh, skill trees, but also, like, their own, what, what is it called? Like, ultimate ability, super ability? What, what, what's that called? Uh, they're... <sighs> God, yeah, I don't know what it's called. It's now. an ultimate ability. Ultimate, yeah. You you build up a meter, you push a button, shit happens. Uh, if I remember correctly, I think isn't Lilith's one where she turns invisible and then she appears somewhere else, or you run somewhere, you become invisible, and then you just, uh, like explode in fire. Or is that the or is that the character from the second game? Uh, it might be the character from the second, but it's something similar because she's a siren, so it can it. I can't remember. She was the one. She was one of them that I never had anyone play her when right. I played the original Borderlands, um, just because her ability didn't sound all that great. So fair enough. Uh, Lilith is what's called a siren in the Borderlands series, which is kind of pseudo magic of sorts. They have special abilities that other people just can't have access to, such as turning invisible and exploding or shooting out a like a bunch of spectral arms in a straight line that can just blast people apart that's what the character in the third game does uh as for Lilith herself and why she's kind of here representing borderlands it's really her or claptrap i feel if you're going to add a character from the borderlands series it's a playable fighter it's one of the two of them they're the two real faces of the franchise claptrap's really on the box art but i feel like he's a little bit more difficult to adapt into smash uh it can probably be done. But I know, personally, I would have a harder time figuring out how the hell he's supposed to work. Meanwhile, Lilith, you know, she's got all the guns, which, just like any other character can do. Um, but she also has uh, her her abilities as a siren. She's also known as the Firehawk, which is why I thought she had fire abilities. I'm pretty sure she does. Considering we see her with, like, flaming wings in the second game. So there's definitely some stuff that they could pull from for her to make her work fairly easily i think i've thought about making this for her before but i just i haven't really done it yet mm. but um borderlands itself though in terms of getting in smash i wouldn't give it like the strongest of odds i think it's better than some things like i think it's more likely than dead space or uh uh 
the next game we'll the next year from the next game we'll talk about, even though they would be extremely fun. Uh, but <sighs> Borderlands doesn't seem to me like something that Nintendo or Sakurai is going to be like immediately go, ooh, want give. Mm-hmm. What you think? Is it my? Oh, is it my turn? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would say, uh, for I like I love the Borderlands series. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but um, I think if they were to pick someone from Border, uh, Borderlands, it would not be Lilith. It would really? be it would be Claptrap would take probably the win. And I actually think Lilith would maybe even get pushed back by Tiny Tina now because of her Tiny Tina Wonderlands deal or uh, not DLC, but her new game. Um, and she's also an explosive character, so she's got that type of stuff going on. So sure. I and, she's and I feel like Claptrap is kind of the thing that ties all of the games together. Um. So I would see definitely him being the one they could they would want to bring in, um, and I could see him having some fun move sets. Lilith, uh, I mean, I feel like Borderlands One. I feel like she was very meh. Oh. Borderlands Two, when she was not playable, she was better. She she um, was more. She's borderline the main character in Borderlands Two. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. She's kind of like the main like, quest giver. She, she's and... not playable, but she's the main character that you interact with, and she drives the story forwards. Yeah. Um, so I would agree. I do agree with that, but I don't think, she, for me personally, I don't think she would get the she would get the selection for it of the characters. And I, I can't go super high on this one either because Borderlands is such a crude humor out there game and i don't see nintendo really caring for that type of humor and wanting to adapt them in um which i feel like would maybe lessen borderlands chance even though it is a pretty popular series it would be cool it it absolutely would be and there's their character aesthetic would definitely set them apart from the roster mm -hmm. which some people might say like oh they wouldn't look like they'd fit in it's like guys game and watch yeah and like, yeah, have their dark lines compared to everyone else's, like you know, nice yeah. polish. Like, I would that would look really cool. It, it would be interesting to say to, at the very least. Like, she'd be closest to something like Toon Link in terms of what's already in Smash, just like mm -hmm. design wise. Um, clap. Uh, going back to what you say with Claptrap and Tiny Tina, Claptrap's like, I don't know. I I have a hard time envisioning how he would work. And as far as like the crude humor is concerned, like I think that'd be a factor for him. Definitely a factor for Tiny Tina. I don't recall Lilith being that much into the huge blood, murder, crazy explosions humor of Borderlands. She's kind of just a lot more tame than other characters. At least I kind of think like that's the case for, at least from my understanding, the the main character from the first game. Period. You know, I didn't. I haven't played the first game. I've only really gotten to play Borderlands two in pre sequel. We have not yet had a chance to play three, even though we've been wanting to. Mm -hmm. But um, she always seemed like pretty pretty solid standard rick is a little crude humor because he's a bit of me yeah guy. mordecai i don't remember him being he's a he's a he's a pretty he's pretty drunk and mm. like uh roland would probably have better chances with if you're thinking like with you know being more pc but right uh lilith is okay but she'll she'll have her moments yeah to, as for tony tina I'm just I'm just waiting for her to be playable. Like, what the hell? I was really right. hoping that we would get... Because we got DLC for Claptrap to be playable in a pre-sequel. 
And um, we've had other characters that we know just become playable through DLC. I was hoping Time Kita would be a DLC character for Borderlands 3. Because if that happened, I'd almost be like, I know we would be fighting over who gets to play as her. Mm-hmm. We'd be like, no, I, screw It'd be you. me, but yeah. Uh, she, um, it's one of those things I'm like, yeah, she'd be awesome. And then I'm like, but she's also such a good NPC. Yeah. And so I, mean, I kind of get it. Uh, assist trophy spot is very, very strong for Tiny Tina. Yeah, I so would agree with easily that. Easily fill that role. So good, claptrap. So good. Uh, actually, Lilith could as well. All the three of them could be easily an assist trophy. But um, as for Lilith being playable, uh, I think where I think the strong points for her is that one playable in the first game, important NPC in the second game, and I'm pretty sure she's still an important NPC in the third game because there's a DLC that bridges the gap between two and three, where Lilith basically becomes the. Uh, I don't know what you call it, like the mayor or governor or whatever of the city. That sanctuary. The play over through. So, yeah, sanctuary. She she becomes the city's leader uh, through that DLC, even though she really fucking doesn't want to. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty sure she, she's still like important through all of them. Claptrap, he's kind of like the butt of the joke. Oh, yeah, 100%. Always. There's never a time when he's not the butt of the joke, really. Uh, honestly, I'd be surprised if they didn't literally make him the butt of something's joke by having him be uh, lodged somewhere. But, mm-hmm. it's honestly, that's a really easy joke. Borderlands, guys, what the hell? Maybe it's in 3 and we haven't seen it yet. But True. Lilith, she's got the popularity. She's got um, lasting importance throughout the series. And I don't think she'd be difficult. So I, I feel like that's all just like bigger boons in her area. That said... Nintendo going to look at Borderlands. If they're going, there's other shooter characters I think they're going to look at first, which yeah. surprisingly not in yet. I'm going to go ahead and give her though um, a little bit higher than Tracer. I'm going to go. We'll go 18. I'll go 18 for Lilith. Let's see. I'm going the opposite way. I'm going lower for her. Really? Uh, because, like I said before, I don't think she would get the main. Mm-hmm. pick Borderlands being the game it is even though it is a big game uh so I, I was thinking like eight Ooh, wow yeah eight. okay I'm going pretty low for her fair enough uh I mean I can understand that uh there, there's a lot of different characters they could choose from and I don't think it's sure that's gonna be high on Nintendo's list mm-hmm. but I think at the very least she'd be interesting I'm, more interesting than a Call of Duty character, at the very least. Yeah. Which is also Activision. You know, I'm going to revise. I'm going to oh. go 10. 10? I'm going to go 10. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'll give her a little bit more. We'll go 10 for you then. 10. I'll just uh, make a point out to that. Uh, as for Jono and his thoughts, Jono had to say this. I don't see Berlin's having a big shot in Smash at this point, but she's our gal if it happens. 10%. Oh. That's funny. All right. So uh, with that uh, calculated out, we're putting her at 12.66%. Sounds about right. Yeah, I think that's a fair number. Yep. All right. The next one we're going to be talking about is a character from a game that you have done a Let's Play for. I have watched somebody else play it years ago, and John and I have actually discussed in a previous Smasher Dash episode, and that is Eddie Riggs of Brutal Legend. 
we previously talked about uh, Eddie Riggs up against Sam Porter Bridges, the main character from uh, Death Stranding, because we were doing a whole bit of one matchup with characters who later got movies based off of them with uh, Laura Croft and Nathan Drake. And the other matchup was characters who are based off of movie actors being uh, Jack Black and um, I can never remember his name. The guy who's fucking god damn it. Um Daryl and Walking Dead. Um Oh god. I know. I can you never remember this to his me name. Too. Um, right, wait, is it Daryl? Is that Norman Reedus? Yeah, Norman, Norman Reedus. Reedus. Yeah. So it was, it was basically Jack Black versus Norman Reedus and Angelina Jolie versus Tom Holland. It's pretty much hmm. what that episode was and it was it was a good one. Uh Eddie Riggs Let's be real. Nintendo's not going to look at Brutal Legend. Mm-mm. Not unless they're just like, they feel like, let's go fucking weird and well. Which, to be fair, Sakurai does from time to time. Game and Watch. Duck Hunt Dog. Mm-hmm. Rob. Wheat It Trainer. Piranha Plant. Sometimes, Sakurai likes to get weird. But I don't know if they're going to let him go this weird for a third-party character. Yeah, those are also... Money. And also, there's going to have to be licensing with Jack Black himself, too. Yeah. And those weird characters that have been picked that you were talking about are all Nintendo characters. So oh, yes. that makes it a little more like, okay, that makes sense. You can kind of dive deep for those where mm-hmm. here you want to bring people in. Right. That said, Eddie Riggs would be fucking hilarious. Yeah. He's got fire. He's got lightning. He has earthquake attacks. He's got a, he's got a gigantic battle axe and a gigantic axe guitar. He's got both at mm-hmm. his disposal. Uh, he'd be hilarious. They would, they would be able to get Jack Black himself to voice him, and that's just going to be all kinds of hilarity. They'd absolutely be throwing in voice lines for him. But is Nintendo going to do it? Ooh. Ooh. Don't know. Yeah. What you think? Uh, I, I like Eddie Riggs. He's a fun character. Like I said before, Brutal Legend is a... I mean, people know of it, but it's not like a... Oh, Overwatch. Oh, Borderlands. Everyone knows of those. Brutal Legends, like, oh, I, I think I've heard it's, of that it's a, game. It's a niche uh, game. Yeah, I, I heard of that game. It's you know, it's got Jack Black, right? You know that yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Um, he's kind of got a little bit raunchy humor on the times, which again we kind of talked about with Borderlands. So that kind of I feel like drives it even I mean, further down. Nintendo's not afraid to censor characters in Smash, whether it's yeah. in terms of like changing what they think they say or how they look, like Bayonetta. Uh. I, I think her design might have been slightly altered for Smash. Pirate mm-hmm. Mithra, oh, at least for, like, they we, we were given tights because, oh my god, we can't show that much leg in a kid's fighting game. Yeah. And they covered up Mithra's boob window. It's like, okay. Re- really? Uh, yeah. Alright, what the fuck ever. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, and the thing is, like, a lot of, like, the music in that game would also be issues. Like, if you, you know, how they mm. bring over music or stages, like, a stage is probably pretty cool, but even then, a lot of the music you can't use from that game. That yeah. is uh, going to be a big issue. That they would cool, just be though. like, they just get Jack Black to uh, do his own uh, his own remixes of the music, right? Just do that. I mean, and Smash does do remixes of the music a lot, but even with like when Kingdom Hearts when they added in Sora, there's no Disney music on the Kingdom Hearts stage. Yeah, you're um, not going to hear "Let It Go" or the Toy Story song. Yeah, so I I don't see him being much of a he would be like of the brutal legend cast of 
cast, he would be the choice. Like he'd yeah, be he it. Like be. there's no other option. Yeah. He'd be it. Um so that I mean is a bonus for him, but <laughs> I don't I don't see that being strong enough nah. to push him as an option here. Uh, unfortunately not. Like I I would lose my shit if Eddie were excited. I'd pr- probably two ways. So I'd first would be like, this is fucking wild and crazy. I love that you did this. Mm-hmm. It's stupid, but I love that you did it. But I'm also going to be like, but over this character though? Yeah, yeah. Really? Like, it's going to be that, it's going to be a hard mix there. But mm-hmm. I I would, I would laugh my ass off. Probably. That's going to be my first reaction. It's going to be just laughing. Just like, they, they went there. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> sure. Yep. Why not? But there's... I, if if Jack Black or if the studio that made the game, which is currently escaped in my mind, if they were ever approached by Nintendo, that they are going to jump at the opportunity. The table that they are having the meeting at is going to be broken because Jack Black is going to just stomp on it. Uh, Double Fine Productions. Double Fine. Like, okay, uh... that, I was thinking of Double Fine. I couldn't remember for sure though. Like Jack Black will fucking belly flop on the meeting table in excitement. Yeah. And I, I I know Double Fine a little bit more. I don't see this being their like the one that they push forward like this wouldn't be their oh let's let's try for brutal legend jack no they would pick something i think a little more um different what what else what else does double fine have uh double fine is psychonauts okay that's what i thought uh i think they're gang beasts as well Hmm. uh i kind of pulled them up real quick um uh Grim Fandango, ah, Costume Quest, Ooh. Broken Age, uh, Stacking. Uh, so I mean, there's other games that I feel like probably would have. Ta- I feel like Grim Fandango would take it more. Eh, well, maybe there, not. I, I think they probably push Psychonauts because isn't that Psychonauts just like would a be their new push game recently too? Yeah, yeah. Or Gang Beasts. That, that said, for the most part, it's not these other companies coming to Nintendo and being like put our characters in. It's Nintendo going, let's chat. And mm-hmm. Nintendo, when Nintendo says let's chat, or I guess more accurately when Sakurai says let's chat, he already knows what he wants. Mm-hmm. He doesn't always get it. Sometimes there's negotiations, but generally speaking, he knows who he wants. And if you try to push something else, he's probably just going to say no. Right. Uh, I don't know if the stories are true, but I know there were stories going around during the Smash 4 days when Sakurai was uh, getting cloud for Smash. Uh there was talk about how they tried to say, well, what about Lightning? Because I, I think she might have been the newest one time where she was, they were still trying to like super push Lightning on everything. And he's just like, no, I want Cloud. I don't, <laughs> what, what, nobody likes her. Stop pushing Lightning Square. They have stopped by now, but there was a time when it was all that they could think about because they were trying to make the new Cloud and it didn't work. Mm-hmm. But uh, final thoughts on Eddie. I'd love it. Not fucking happening. I do think it's more likely than some options. But I'm just going to give him a 3%. Uh, I'm also aiming very low. You're giving him a little more than I'm going to give him. Mm-hmm. I, I'm i not going to go with a 1. Uh, because the fa- mostly of the fact that like, he's the option for this game. Yeah. Um, and so and I would give a him character. a 2. Fair enough. Uh, I was considering something in the one to in the 1 to 3 range. Uh, there is one character for that we did, um, it might have been the, I, th- I think it was the last Smashers episode, or maybe it was the one beforehand, where all three of us gave the character a 1% rating. The Trapper. 
Oh yeah, he yeah, yeah that makes sense. <laughs> like again, he would be the one from that game most likely, but never, ever, ever happening. Holy mm-hmm. shit! Yeah, if if Eddie was to happen, it has to do something with Jack Black. Like yeah. There's got to be some way that he is. They wanted him more than anything, he just gives for the name. Nintendo but... two million dollars. Yeah, I'm just like, well, shit. All right, do you record a bunch of voice lines for us too? Because you might as well. Right. Yeah, I just don't see it otherwise happening. Yeah. As for Jono's thoughts, uh, he had this to say: In a world where Jack Black probably doesn't voice the character in Smash, or just gives permission to use his old VA clips, Brutal Legend never hit Nintendo consoles and doesn't seem pre- prepped for Switch. Being more of a cult favorite than a largely recognized game as a third party puts Eddie towards the lowest tier as far as chances are concerned, which is sad since I love the character idea and moveset potential. 3%. Oh. oh I'm the one that played it and gave line. it the lowest percentage. <laughs> you you really did. You really did. Uh, and that's going to... That's the wrong number. That's gonna, that's really the wrong number. That's going to leave us at 2.66%. I probably did not even throw that in the calculator, but it's in front of me and I did it anyways. That's also going to put Jack Black as the second lowest character that we've done thus far in Rate Their Chances, mm-hmm. only above the Trapper, which, that's fitting. Mm-hmm. Makes a lot of sense. Uh, this next character, though, uh, well, you're very familiar with this series. I'm mm-hmm. somewhat familiar with this series, but I have watched you play through their game. And that is, Cass- that's the wrong one, uh, but stupid thing. That is Cassandra, or Cassandra, whatever it's fucking said from assassin's creed odyssey the greek mythology uh assassin's creed game we had to choose between either playing as cassandra or her brother alexios at the beginning of the game and uh there's a canon choice and it ain't alexios mm-hmm. uh assassin's creed odyssey it's no longer the most recent assassin's creed but it you know only it's still only the second most recent which still means it's you know recent enough i think uh, so they don't have to worry about just thinking, oh, legacy or popularity. She's still very recently. I'm pretty sure the game is still popular. Uh, I watched you play it through on tweet on stream. Wow, words. Uh, the vast majority of the game, and it was really good. I thought she was a pretty fun character. She has a mm-hmm. lot of different tools at her disposal. You know, just this typical uh, assassination techniques, but she also has some different weaponry. Uh, she's kind of like. In my personal mindset here, Ezio is the best representative of classic Assassin's Creed, and Cassandra represents the more modern Assassin's Creed games that are a lot more RPG-like. With with that, I mean, I think she has good chances just from that. It's going to be really a battle between does Smash want to bring in the classic games, or do they want to represent the more modern ones? I think that's where the real battle is with Cassandra and Assassin's Creed. Uh, I have the the hard part I have with Cassandra. I like Cassandra. Don't get me wrong. I think mm-hmm. she's a great character, and she definitely beats Alexios, the hands down. And she's canon. She's the canon one. So I feel like if they were to choose just you know Assassin's Creed Origin or Odyssey, they would be like Cassandra. She would be the choice. Um, then like you mentioned though, if you open up to the whole franchise, I think she starts to dive down a bit. Mm-hmm. Ezio is going to take the top mark. Like, he's going to be the choice. He is the assassin, really. Like, he is the Assassin's Creed assassin. Um, I mean, if they're really feeling like being out there, they'd go Altair, but he's so boring, and I would say no. I don't think he would draw as much of a... Um... Ezio is pretty much Altair 2.0. Yeah, I, I just don't see them pulling Altair just because he is so 
basic and he didn't really have any story mm-hmm. and he's not the he really was not the face of the game anymore yeah uh i do think she has a lot better odds than a lot of the other assassins like she's gonna beat out origins Bayak. i i don't even i couldn't even tell you the name of the uh one for valhalla i, I don't know Ivor. oh uh i don't see that happening um like she's gonna beat out the syndicate one she's gonna beat out the the, the uh all the others really but Ezio, I think, is gonna take would be the one that they would go after. Um, but either way, she would have they would have great move sets. Now, could I see her being a alt skin for Ezio? Yes, hundred percent. I could see that happening before she gets chosen as the option, though. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would I would love to see an Assassin's Creed character in in uh in Smash. We, it's it's kind of odd that we have we don't have any playable Ubisoft characters in Smash, considering they have such a close relationship with Nintendo. The fact that Rayman isn't in is mind boggling. I know mm-hmm. a lot of people, including me, really expected to happen in Ultimate. Uh, people thought it was going to happen in Smash Four. We have a trophy for Rayman and another trophy for Glowbox in Smash Four. The only third party characters to have trophies in the game but don't have a playable character. That's so strange. Mm-hmm. I, I don't understand what happened. I I had to feel like there was discussions, but for some reason things just fell through. Because they've they've done they have a huge legacy in history with Nintendo. We had the Rayman plus Rabbids or the Mario plus Rabbids game. We're getting a sequel to it. Uh Starlink Battle for Alice has uh an entire Star Fox segment in it. It, it's wild to me. But um, something we were both discussing, you know, Ezio and Cassandra uh, and like who they would pick between them. Something I've noticed when it comes to third party franchises in Smash, it tends to follow one of three, one of three categories. The original character, the one that started it all. The most recent character. Or somebody more in the middle that's like a face of the franchise type deal that when you think of this series... You think of that particular game and that character. Final Fantasy with Cloud hits that one easily. Joker hits the second category with the most recent character uh, with Persona 5 just blowing everybody's minds. Uh, the first one is generally more of review, more done with like uh, the older games. Mega Man, Sonic, Pac-Man, where it's like, okay, this is the choice anyways. Uh, but Dragon Quest is kind of an odd one where the face of the... Like, they have four different Dragon Quest heroes in that slot. And you have the most recent one with Dragon Quest XI. Then you have the face of the franchise, Erdrick, from Dragon Quest III. Then you have two other popular ones, uh, the heroes from, I think, DQ4 and DQ8. They, they kind of just have that... It's just, it seems to be like a general rule they seem to do. Or their face, the original, the face, or the most recent. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, with... if, they, if they want original... It would be Ezio. I mean, Altair uh, yeah. would be just not. If they went face, I think they'd still go Ezio. It, it's a very good possibility that they could do that. Uh, I, I kind of view Assassin's Creed. There's, there's, there's a few franchises out there that you kind of just like cut into two pieces. It's just like old school and modern. Mm-hmm. And then like Ezio is the old school face easily. Nobody comes close. Cassandra, you could argue maybe Ivor or Bayek, I guess. I don't really know the other two more modern games but Cassandra feels more like the face of the modern one so it's kind of just like a what you're gonna do there uh yeah. similarly when you look at fps games the face of classic fps is doom guy the face of modern fps is master chief which side do you want to represent 
Right. It's a good question. Uh, between between the two of them, yeah, it's really hard to say. Uh, you could have Cassandra be an alt for Ezio. You could have Alexios be an alt for Cassandra. They've done some characters where you have half the alts be one character, half the alts be another. Uh, look at uh, not um, look at the Animal Crossing villager. Look at the Wii Fit trainer. Half the alts mm-hmm. be male, half the alts be female. So they could easily do that there. And then people who picked Alexios can be happy. All yep. three of them. But yep. <laughs> uh, as for Cassandra in general. Um, <laughs> If I'm comparing her and Ezio, I would probably put Ezio up higher. But I do think Cassandra still has good chances. Uh, she's not going to be, like, super high for me. It's still probably going to be, like, relatively low, but a lot higher than the kids we've already been discussing today. Uh, I'm going to give her... Let's go 30. Let's go 30% for Cassandra. If I had to choose... Mostly I'm lowering it a little bit because I don't think she would win for the franchise. I mm-hmm. think it'd be somebody... I think it'd be Ezio. Um, and... I mean, I, but I do feel like Assassin's Creed could get in. Yeah. That brings her up a bit. So I'm like, kind of thinking... Ubisoft franchises, Rayman and Assassin's Creed are like the two in contention. Yeah, and I, I feel like they'd give it to Rayman, so that's why I'm not going super high up either. Um, I feel as if I'm going to go... I'm going to give a 25. Okay, 25. Fair enough. Let's see here. What did Jono have to say? Great, popular character and represents modern Assassin's Creed. But at this point, I think we've created an Assassin's Creed character. It's Ezio. Whoever the newest character is, or maybe a composite character. 13%. That's fair. I get that. Why a bit lower than the two of us went? Uh, all combined, that's going to come out to 22.67%. I guess the other one should have been 12.67% as well, with, you know, rounding. Yeah. Uh, I guess 2.67%. You know what I mean. Yeah, not too bad. I think that that's, seems fairly accurate, I think, for her. Mm-hmm. Now then, there's one last character to discuss here in the Rate the Chances segment. Uh, this character comes from a game that uh, I have played, like, four times over and did a Let's Play of. And you streamed it kind of because you were forced to in a way. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. But you ended up enjoying it mm-hmm. for the story, if not the gameplay. Uh, yeah. And that brings us up to Yu Narukami, the protagonist character from Persona 4. Uh, we already have Joker in Smash, representing Persona 5. And I kind of mentioned earlier, just like, hey, he's the newest character. He was extremely popular. Uh, comparing Persona 4 to Persona 5 is kind of like comparing Iron Man to Avengers Endgame. They're both amazing, but one of them is a fucking spectacle. That's really where the... That's the where the compare... I can't compare them any further than that. I can't say one is better than the other. Because one is just like a huge fucking event. You, mm-hmm. you can't. That said, Persona 4 is still very popular. Um, people... The fan, the fan base is divided on which game is better between four and five, uh, and they can get pretty heated about it. Personally, I think they're both good. Uh, but will we get a second Persona character now we already have Joker? If you were asking me this before Ultima, I would have laughed in your face said, no, that's stupid. What What the fuck are you talking about? No. But then Ultimate gave us Ken alongside Ryu. It gave us both uh, Belmont characters, Simon and Richter. And probably most egregiously, it gave us Sephiroth. Alongside Klaus, like, fucking what? I thought we were going to get a second Final Fantasy character to be a hero from a different Final Fantasy game. Not fucking Sephiroth, but okay. 
So it's definitely possible. The door is open for you to be added in. Uh, he can definitely be made different from Joker. They could they could kind of go like similar lines with him if they want to. Uh, where Joker does daggers and curse magic uh, skills, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Yu has more of a, it's a sword, um, a katana, I think is what it actually is. I'm not entirely sure about my sword types. And he has lightning skills. So they can change up with that. Uh, he's not going to have a grappling hook like Joker does. Instead, he probably just can do like more of a, a normal rising uppercut type deal. He could still have a meter like Joker if they really wanted to. Um, but you and Persona 4 are both extremely popular. It's so far the only Persona game that's on Steam. Uh, a lot of us are hoping for others to be added, but thus far it's the only one. And he has... Honestly, there's not a lot to him other than that. It's basically going to be lightning and sword, but it's his popularity that would carry him through. But the, the biggest thing he has against Miz... All right, Atlas, are we getting a second Persona character or are we getting a Shimigami Tensei character, which is your other huge series that Persona spun off of? Uh, with you, uh, I feel as if I could see him having like a um, Zelda Sheik type concept mm -hmm. where he changes into her Persona, which would be kind of cool. And, uh, okay, that's interesting. Which... I feel like that would make him a little bit different in that sense. I mean, yes, it's like Zelda Sheik, but um, so then it kind of brings in that whole, you know, the persona thing. Uh, so I do see him being more likely of a chance than the other characters we talked about, uh, just because persona's already in the game. Yeah, that's we don't have to worry, like worry like, hey, you've already got one. You know, do you want to go for two? Yeah. Um, and again, it is a pretty good game so yes. i could see i could see you making it in uh versus like some other characters now if i think about the game itself i feel like you is the option yeah uh and this one as well yeah, i mean pick you, one of the party members from either four or five over a main character yeah you could go uh yukiko chie yosuke but i just don't think that those four, I mean, they're, they're the first four, which is why it would be one of them, in my opinion. Even though Kanji, obviously, better. But, uh, just, I don't see them grabbing one of those later characters. No. I feel like they would go with one of the first four. But I think, in this case, they would go with you. Um, just makes the most sense to me. And I think he would be, I think he has okay odds of getting, uh, brought in. Mm -hmm. Like, I, all the party member characters, like, I'm just going to say it, they would all be no chance. We're not seeing Yosuke. We're not seeing uh, Ant from Persona 5. We're not seeing Yukari from Persona 3. It's going to be main character or bust for any of these. And that's typically the thing for any third party franchise, I think. It's going to be the main playable character, unless you, again, you have something like Overwatch, where there isn't really a main playable character. You have a whole roster of possibilities. But, um,. Like, if, they, if Atlas made their own crossover fighting game with all their games, or if Persona was a Nintendo-owned property, then sure, we could get uh, you and Joker, and then maybe some of their partner characters uh, added in as well, but not before the leading figures. Um, but with, with you, again, I, I think his biggest competition is just going to be Shimigami Tensei. Huge franchise. It's actually... The interesting thing is that Shimigami Tensei has been... Uh, mostly, if not completely exclusive to Nintendo and PC. Well, Persona is uh, mostly, if not completely exclusive to PlayStation. 
And yet we got a Persona character in Smash and not a Shin Megami Tensei character, which I know a lot of people kind of raise an eyebrow at. But Shin Megami Tensei, I think it's a little bit harder to do in terms of its characters because it's more of... Um, each Like both these series, you have different protagonists in different worlds in each game. There's some light connections with Persona, but Shin Megami Tensei is very much separate between 1, 2, 3, 5, and whatnot. Uh... And I know, like, the popular choice for Shin Tensei was the character called the Demi Fiend from uh, the third game. But they're... I, I don't, they'd be... They learn a bunch of abilities, and then they summon monsters to fight a long time. Not not like how Persona, like, you can swap a character. No, your, your party members are the different demon characters. Like, instead of having Pixie as a Persona, you have Pixie as a demon that fights alongside you. Uh, but as far as Persona goes, I think if they do get a second character, it's not going to be a playable character from Persona 5. It's going to be you. You, you is the choice for a second Persona pick. Uh, it's not Kasumi. It's not Crow, like some people try to say. Come on, guys. Uh, it's you. Easily. Mm-hmm. That said, use Chances himself. They're not bad. Like, I've said things with, like, 20% or 30% are low odds, but I don't necessarily think that those are, strictly speaking, bad odds to give it, especially when you think about every third-party character or every 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 character under the sun that could get in Smash. 20 and 30%, I don't think it's bad odds. I honestly don't. That's still pretty fun good. 1% is bad odds. 20 or 30, not terrible. Uh, but for you... I'm 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 ranging somewhere in the twenties here. I'm trying to figure out like what exactly I want to say. I'm coming around to about like the twenty twos, because uh, Nintendo clearly has a relationship with Atlas, so they could just go to them for another character. But it's going to be: Do you go with him, or do you go with the new main character from Shin Megami Tensei, which just released uh, in like the last year or two? That's kind of where I'm landing. So I'll say twenty two for right now. Okay. Um. I'm kind of thinking along the lines of a 30, uh, just because, again, they already got that connection uh, with uh, Persona, and he would be the next logical choice, with my, in my opinion, for Persona. And he is, like, he beats the rest of everyone in his game, and the other games, I think he would be the choice, if next, for Persona. Uh, the one thing I would say would lowers him is that they have a Persona, you know, like, yeah. which bring, it, it brings it up and brings it down at the same time. Uh, but yeah, like you said, they probably would choose a different series and try and bring in new people. That's it. I mean, hey, I've been wrong on that before. Two Castlevania characters, two Street Fighter characters, two Final Fantasy VII characters. So mm-hmm. true. So what? What number were you going with, though? Uh, thirty. Thirty. Okay. I knew you said thirty, so I didn't know what which number you were going with there entirely. All right. So as for what Jono had to say, if Persona gets into the character, he has very strong chances. Before Joker came around, he was our guy. Just don't know what the chances are of another Persona character coming in, though, or even Joker's chances of returning. Given the IP's loose relationship with Nintendo, it isn't hard to believe that Sakurai would have other characters prioritized for a return. Fair enough, I think, in response to that. Uh, But then he gives you a percent of 15. Mm. So going lower than the two of us. And that's going to bring him down to 22.33%, just barely below Cassandra, actually. Oh. Yeah. So that is the Rate Their Chances segment of today's episode. Now we get to go ahead and uh, move over to our main part of the show here, Smasher Dash. 
which, as we all know, where we pick one character out of Smash and the others whose hopes we dash. So, our first matchup is going to be between uh, two characters from series that you and I loved recording. We mm-hmm. loved recording these games for the YouTube channel. Uh, those are going to be the Castle Crasher from Castle Crashers, and for lack of a better term, the Battle Blockians from Battle Block Theater. I didn't know what else to fucking call them. Yeah, Assuming. that's kind of. I think they were called friends, and like they were the friends of the other character. I don't know. I don't but know. That like, doesn't sound right. You have the prisoners in the game. Yeah. I guess you could call the Castle Crashers the Knights, but then what are you going to call the Knight from Hollow Knight? Right. right. <laughs> so, Castle Crasher, Battle Blockian. There they kind of are. Uh, these two games were both made by a company called The Behemoth, which tends to make some fun games. There's only been really one of them we played that we kind of didn't like too much, and then I haven't yeah. played their, ever their original. But these two were both a lot of fun. You can have uh, at the four players playing at once in the Cash Crusher, and I think just two for Battle Block, or could that also do four? I thought it was just two. I'm not entirely sure. But Cash Crushers, each of the different characters has like their own abilities, which is mainly just focused on like what type of magic they use. Uh, then they can equip like a variety of weapons. You can have different pets following around to give you different passive bonuses. And some are a little bit more active in their bonuses. But uh, like the four main ones are the red, orange, blue, and green knights. Red having lightning magic, orange fire, blue ice, and green poison. Or maybe it was acid. Uh, but there's a whole bunch of different characters. Like you can get the pink knights, which uses rainbows in their magic. The gray knights. The Blacksmith, the King, the Archer, the Barbarian, the Flame Demon, or Fire Demon, whatever it was called. There's a huge roster of characters that you could unlock by playing the game a fuck ton of times. As you're all trying to run through a world to save the princesses. Because, well, you know, you're a bunch of knights. What else are you going to do? Meanwhile, in Battle Block Theater, you were on a party boat. Party boat crash. Your friend get kidnapped. You get thrown in prison. Your friend is supposed to be in charge of the theater. And you kind of get released, you play through a series of deadly games in the theater for, for a bunch of cats entertainment. You get a variety of weird weapons that you use to try and defend yourself to get out of the prison and save your friend. And, well, I don't know, your friend just doesn't look too good. There's something weird about that, but hey, you know, I'm sure he'll get better. It's fine, it's fine. <sighs> These are both really interesting choices, though. Um... They have a variety of different options they can choose with, and they have a bunch of different... Like, each each costume could theoretically be a completely different looking character. Castle Crashers, you have all four of the different colors of the knights, and you can also have the Blacksmith or the Pink Knight and Green Ivy options. The Castle or the Battle Blockings have different shaped heads, and you can give them, like, different weird outfits to all wear, so each of the alts can look different, too. Uh, each of them, like, they have these kind of similarities between them, just, like, having a bunch of different customers customization for what they can kind of be like with their different alts. I have a variety of weapons at their disposal. I, I've considered making a moveset for the Cast Crushers characters before. The only problem I've been trying to think of is like, okay, how am I going to deal with the magic? Hmm. I haven't yet figured and that part out. With Castle Crashers, um, I feel like you would get, like, they'd be alts. Like, all, yeah. like you get... The main one probably be, uh, I think the Red Knight's technically the... I think think it'd be Red, because, like, when you're doing character selection, he's the first one there. Yeah, I think he's the first one. So, and then it would just be a bunch of alts. You would probably, I would imagine, be the green, orange, blue, pink, you know, and it would just kind of go down that line. It would probably change the name of the character, too, much like with Bowser Jr. and the Koopalings. Yeah. 
Um, I could see them having some cool abilities, some some stuff with magic. I, it would I really what I would see it probably be like it'd probably be like the fire one, almost like Mario's fireball, except whatever color you are would probably change that fireball that could work. to that color. That would really, I mean, that'd be the easiest way to do it. Otherwise, you're making a whole ton of characters. The, the uh, only way that it could really work is if you just do magic, keep magic to the final smash only, and you just mm -hmm. have um, the four knights appear in the final smash, and they all unleash their particular brand of magic in a cinematic. That's, mm -hmm. that's that'd be an easy way to do it too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That'd be kind of cool. The um, with the battle blockians, uh, they would be hard. Like obviously, there'd be a ton of variations of them. Um, or you could almost have them be like a every time you load them up, it's a random head. Like you don't know which one you're going to get. That would be kind of interesting. Hmm. I don't uh, know. Something random different. Random head shape, I think, could be kind of interesting. But I do think like you'd have like certain costumes. They yeah. Set up for like for their different alts. But I mean, uh, the Battle Walkings, as far as like their weapons, they've got uh, explosionable frisbee discs that you can throw out, which is mm -hmm. kind of like what Duck Hunt does a little bit. They have Dark a grenade guns. they can toss. They have uh, they can throw out fireballs. They have uh, airplanes that they can fly, in, which all can ride explode. on piggies. Mm -hmm. uh, they can shoot out giant bubbles of acid. Uh, you mentioned the dart guns that are kind of just, they look like Nerf guns. They're fucking yep. Nerf guns. Uh, there's something called a force ball that just basically it's electricity and it just like pushes things back really far. They have a boomerang, uh, a frog that will walk around and then it explode. No, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, a fan that can just like be constantly pushing air backwards. A dodgeball that bounces around a lot, an ice cannon that fires chunks of ice up, and then a vacuum, which basically pulls things in so you can use that to, like, take care of projectiles, really. Mm -hmm. Just pull enemies close to you. So they have a fair bit of, like, different weaponry to pull from, whereas Cash Crashers pretty much just can be like, okay, um, weapon swipe, forceful magic, they have their jump magic, they have a projectile magic, uh, they have bows, boomerangs, potions sandwich and they have the mm. various pets that they could uh bring in that give yep. them some kind of a, a buff of some sort kind of like how shulk can switch between his mono arc maybe your cast crash can pick a different pet and like boost their attack power or their defense or something to that effect right but yeah uh that's they're they're very similar in a way too like mm -hmm. both both feel i mean they're both by behemoth which makes sense but they both options are are very similar yeah it, it's behemoth is very good with their games they give you a lot of options pit people unfortunately i just didn't have a lot of fun with uh and i never really i never really saw much about alien hominid my closest thing to it is the alien hominid level in cast scratchers yeah go figure yep. but uh they, they they made a lot of good they, they make good games. And their games are also just, like, kind of loosely connected between, like, the Alien Hominid world exists in Cash Crashers. Battle Block Theater and um, Pit People's endings tie together. Like, at the end of Battle Block Theater, what character says, the narrator says, like, you see something happen, he's like, oh, it all makes sense. I'm just like, what, what are you talking about? And you see the ending for Pit People, and you're like, oh, shit. It all makes sense now. Mm. Oh, fuck. I, I thought that was an insanely cool idea that they did there. But um, as for the playableness of both, uh, I think Cast Crashers are a little more standard in terms of what their moves could be, because they're a little bit more clearly defined. 
it's just going to be more of a matter of like, okay, how are you going to try and homogenize the knights together? Because you can't just say, oh, the red knight is playable. And just based off him, like, that's that would not be representative of the game at all. Battleblock Theater, meanwhile, you have a lot more um, variety and things to choose from with the weapons. But you're pretty much making a projectile character at that point, which is fair enough. Mm -hmm. uh, and a lot of things kind of work in similar ways. Like, oh, look, exploding disc, exploding grenade, exploding airplane, exploding frog. Kind of, kind of a lot of that there. Yeah. I, I feel like I have a lean of like uh, of of these two, which one I would throw into Smash, but um, I don't know. Do you, do you have any more thoughts on them? Um, no, but I think I'm ready to say who I believe would be who I would prefer to have in. All right, who'd you pick? Okay, so who I think has better odds and versus who I think has um or who I would prefer is interesting because that's different answers. Okay, I would prefer. Prefer battle blockians because I think they'd be more fun. Castle Crashers has better odds, but I feel like they'd just be a little more on the boring side. They would just be they're knights. Like, eh. I feel like battle blockians with their random projectiles, the discs and the dark gun. I'm like, it'd be kind of fun. It would absolutely be fun. I I think I would personally have fun as either one of them. I think, uh, and I would love it either or got in. Um, I agree with you on what I think is more likely to happen. I do think Cast Crusher is more likely. Uh, of all the Behemoth games, Cast Crusher is really just like the face of their company, really. Mm -hmm. uh, that's the one that people tend to know more often than not. Uh, Alien Hobbit, I think, was back in the Newgrounds days. Like, I'm pretty sure it started out just like a Flash game on their site, if I remember correctly. Maybe, or yeah. Or got made into an actual game on a console. Uh, as for which one I would rather see, though... Um, I feel like, for me, a lot of times, like, if I think both would be fun in Smash, a lot of times it tends to fall back on my thoughts play playing the old games or who I think I would have more fun time playing as in terms of, like, what their style would end up being. Uh, and I think in both cases it all kind of amounts to the same thing, and that being the Castle Crashers. I just fucking love Castle Crashers a lot. Like, Battle Block Theater was amazing. It has one of the best intro sequences to a game fucking ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. If you don't know the game, please, at the very minimum, go watch the intro sequence to Battle Block Theater. It is it is a treat. Holy shit. We laughed our asses off. We probably missed half of what was going on because we were laughing so much. Mm -hmm. It was fun. But Cast Crushers, I played a few different times over. Uh, the gameplay is a lot of fun. Battle Block Theater got a little bit frustrating at times. Uh, it's both platforming but also puzzling and uh, avoiding enemies and each other. Oh, mm -hmm. boy. Mm -hmm. um, but Cast Crusher is like, I never really felt super frustrated by Cast Crusher. I just had a lot of fun playing it each time. Uh, I was actually talking to a couple people recently about how, ooh, we should play Cast Crusher because, hell yeah. Just a great game. So I feel like my vote would go towards them. Um, you do have a point that they would be a lot more simple and basic compared to the Battle Blockians, but... A lot of times, I tend to prefer when characters don't go too crazy with a lot of their gimmicks, like, or just the way they play. Like, I love that Duck Hunt and Mega Man are in Smash. I'm glad that they are. But I'm not very good at them. Not because they're super gimmicky, but they're very projectile heavy, where I always tend to be more of a rushdown player. But then you have other characters that they've added with DLC. It's just like, you're just kind of doubling down on the gimmicks, aren't you? It's like, right. can we have somebody a little bit more simple? Oh, Banjo-Kazooie. Oh, thank you. 
Okay, Sora. Oh, okay, yeah, he's pretty simple. He's Sephiroth. Okay, thank you. Then also Steve. Holy shit, Steve. Somebody's brain melted trying to put him in Smash. And it <laughs> might have been Sakurai's. Respect, though. Uh, now, this means that you and I here have a tie. Yep. You say Battle Blockian, I say Crash Crashers. Yep. When this happens with me and Jonna, what we tend to do when we don't have a guest on is we will put the tie-breaking decision to the viewing audience. And okay. people can cast their votes for either Crash Crusher or Battle Blockian to say which one they would rather see be added to Smash, and then whoever they vote for is declared the winner, and that character will go into the eventual Tournament of Champions that will happen at the end of the season. However, I'm sorry, audience, but your services will not be needed today. Because Jono sent me his picks for these as well. Uh, he did not label which one is which. And he just left the spoiler tag, so I don't know which one I'm about to click on. But hopefully oh. he put them in the order that I sent them to him. If not, I'm about to get spoiled on his pick for the second matchup. Let's see what Jono had to say. Battle blocking would be funny. But I think a Castle Crasher offers the more substantive potential moveset while also still being kind of funny. Making his vote be for the Castle Crashers. And see, that's, like I said, I feel like they would be more likely. Yeah. I just feel like battle blocking would be more fun. Which is absolutely fair. Absolutely. And the whole thing about Smash Bros., it's supposed to be what we want. Mm-hmm. Not what's likely. If we got to pick one, if we got to have that little bit of influence, we had to pick which one. And that's fun. So with that, Cast Crushers move on from this episode. We'll see them later on the year in the Tournament of Champions. Who they'll go up against, nobody knows. Because I randomized those until right before we start that show. But we have another matchup to deal with. Two more characters that you and I have experience with doing uh, through Twitch and through the YouTube series. One of which is from a series who's... We, we've done their game for both YouTube and for Twitch. Uh, both the games in their series... This is actually your, I believe, your favorite character in it. We've also seen their character in a completely different game, which is kind of wild. That's Bill Overbeck from mm -hmm. Left 4 Dead and a guest starring appearance in Dead by Daylight, which we play a fuck ton of. I played it today. You, we, you <laughs> did. And you didn't no. invite me. Nope, I did not. You invited Curb, but mm. not me. Did not invite Curb. He showed up. But I would invite Curb over you, so sorry. <laughs> one day one well, day you will no longer breathe and on <clears> that day I will smile you'll put the knife down <laughs> I mean I mean uh, so Bill Overbeck from Left 4 Dead uh, he's an army veteran from the Vietnam War who finds himself battling the zombie apocalypse cause hey why not right uh, some people are immune to whatever causes zombies to appear in that game. I don't, I don't think they ever mm -hmm. actually said what caused the apocalypse in Left 4 Dead. Uh, um, I don't think they did. I, I can I, look it up though. Yeah, go ahead and look it up if you can. Uh, but in the first game, you know, he's one of the four playable characters alongside Francis, Zoe, and Louis. Uh, all four of them are immune to whatever caused it. And you play through a bunch of different uh, scenarios where you're trying to, you know, go from one place to another, essentially, fighting off hordes of undead and their special infected spells, which is like the, um, I, each of the three I keep thinking of from the second game, uh, hunters, tanks, and whatnot. There's a variety Apparently. of guns, you got your shotguns, you got your rifles, you got your snipers, 
the second game added in melee weapons, but it wasn't in the first. But the second means, you know, they added, you know, your machetes, your baseball bats, but also things like Molotov cocktails and pipe bombs. So really, Bill could have... Well, so, so that's really about Bill. Did you find anything about their... Uh, oh, yeah, infection? it's called the Green Flu. Oh, um, okay. But it was referred to as the infection. Uh, it was given to an unknown virus that, was con- that converted most humans who came in contact with it into homicidal and zombie-like beings. So it's... I guess once you get bit, you might be immune, but... Yeah. All right. As for Bill's opponent, this is the character that you know quite a bit more than me. You played the game on your own, and I've joined you for some streams of it. And I mean, I'm not great, but thankfully we play on bitch baby mode, so I can still do okay. Mm-hmm. And that is a Dallas from the Payday games. Yeah. Uh, you know, granted, my knowledge on Dallas is not very much, so, you know, pipe in here for me. But Dallas, from my all of a sudden understanding of everything, is he's basically just like, he's a heist guy. He's a thief. You know, yep. you break into jewelry stores, you bring into banks, you steal money, you evade the cops, some you take hostages, and you put on a fun little mask. But beyond that, I don't really know too much about Dallas. Yeah, he's more of the mastermind part of it, uh, of the group, I would say, uh, versus, like, compared to the rest of the heisters. Um, but he'd be more of the face in this particular case, uh, or the mask. Um, and he, uh, yeah, he's pretty much your... I would say your average heister. Just well, not average, but I would say your above average heister. That Fair might enough. be the best way to describe him. Um, and yeah, he just kind of helps re- get new people and recruit them, and helps pick jobs and stuff. So makes sense. So both these characters are coming from shooter games, where there's a wide variety of weapons, tools at your disposal, and you can really make any character do any build that you want. So there's all that freedom of customizability. But then typically also in these types of things, characters, whether it's through story reasons or through when they're just an NPC, they tend to have like things that they will go for more often than not. It's kind of like their signature weapons. Bill tends to be known for, in the first game, some machine guns and the assault rifle, whereas in Left 4 Dead 2, silence the machine gun in regular one, as well as the AK-47 combat rifle and M16 with the Magnum as his sidearm. Dallas uh, is, is fits more the mastermind role in Payday 2, but in Payday 1, he was uh, a hitman or, or an assault-type character. So mm-hmm. he followed on those uh, those different perk trees that um, that are associated with in the Payday games, which I don't t- to know too much about what's on those particular perk trees. But um, if they were to add him in, they would probably base it more off of, okay, well, here's what he actually does more often, so let's see what his options are here. Um, but they also have just things like a wide variety of types of guns and melee weapons, but they also have turrets that they can place, which is my personal tend to strategy. I just place a fuck ton of turrets when I play Payday, because they're fun. Mm-hmm. And I kind of go more uh, hostage-taking and being able to yell at them to stay down, and lockpicking. Safe-cracking is tend to be where I tend to focus my skill trees or stealth which is something we tend to really need is the the lock picking we run mm-hmm. into that quite a bit yeah um let's see here bill uh there's also like the different throwables in left for dead so you could do like your incendiaries your pipe bomb your bio bomb though i don't really know how the boomer bio would really work in smash i don't know if that's something that would really be too feasible uh but something else they could do 
um, they could actually involve the zombies in some way in Bill's movesets. Mm-hmm. Uh, anybody that's familiar with Marvel vs. Capcom 2, uh, Jill Valentine is playable with that game, and she has some moves that involve her, like a zombie appearing in front of her, and she pushes it towards her opponent. Uh, and sadly, they took that away from her at Marvel vs. Capcom 3 when they made her be more based off of her Resident Evil 5 appearance, which, downgrade. Mm-hmm. Definite downgrade. But then Frank West was at it in Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3, and he's also in Tatsunoko vs. Capcom, and he has zombies that appear in his where a zombie appear, and he'll push it away. So they kind of gave that aspect to him. They could do something with Bill like that as well. Just have like a regular common infected appear. He just shoves them onto somebody. If they latch on, they kind of like trap them in place and bite at their neck, and then Bill can shoot them with his fucking shotgun from behind. Yeah. That could easily work. I don't think they bring in the special infected for this, because that'd be kind of weird seeing him like toss a hunter at somebody, I feel. Uh, and then Final Smash, I imagine he probably just used like the big old M16. Like, yeah. that's, that's got to be his final. Oh, not the M16. Mm. Um, that's a regular solid. What's the, what's the um the big one, in the sacrifice? Oh, uh, uh crap! I'm looking. It's like a Gatling it. gun. But I can't remember the name of it. Yeah, it's a it's a big old honker. That's what yeah. it is. Uh, I'm trying to find. I thought it would list it on the page for that. Oh, here we go. Maybe I just click on the finale. Oh no, that brings a video. I don't want a video game. I want I want words. Uh, let's see here. Is it literally just called the Heaven Machine Gun? Maybe. Serious? No, there there is something. M sixty. M sixty. Sounds. I feel like there's a name for it. But yeah, I can't remember it off the top of my head, though. The big gun. Let's just go with the big gun. M60 machine gun. Yep. That's oh, it. that was right. That's what it is. Yeah, so I feel like that'd be his final smash easily. Dallas, I don't really know. They could do a cinematic where he just brings in three of his other main teammates and they just all gun you down, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they said to go a little bit dark, but possibly humorous, uh, throw you in a body bag and toss you over into a river, that could be kind of funny. I don't think they do that. But, or, um, or like, you know, uh, takes like a C4 and throws it over his shoulder or something and blows the people behind him. Oh, I kind of like that. Could be something like, like that. that. That'd be fun. Uh, let's see here. I'm trying to look at some stuff about Dallas as well here. Uh, just trying to get his little skill trees that he's got. Um, so the Hitman skill tree gives him things like, gives him uh, lowers penalties for dual wielding. Uh, he also has like some armor recovery that he can do with that. Uh, let's see here. Assault is more about um, wanting more firepower. You have Mark 11 submachine gun, pistols. Uh, bonuses also go towards uh, extra cable ties in the Amcar 4. More body mm-hmm. armor again. And then for um, Mastermind, it's going to be more stuff about... Uh, Okay, reviving people is kind of difficult to do for Smash. But yeah. first aid kits, uh, doctor's bags, uh, basically team buffs or just supporting your team with Mastermind. That's really not what I expected Mastermind to, to have. Well, oh, it's there's three he... trees. That's why. That's yeah, and he's oh. well, it makes sense because he's kind of the, like, make sure everyone gets out, make sure everyone does it right. So, I mean, mm. it, it makes sense for the Mastermind skill, skill set. Right. Uh, I could see him have something with, like, the cable ties of being able to restrain somebody briefly. It, it has mm-hmm. to be very heavily balanced, though, because that could be yeah. crazy. 
his sharpshooter tree under Mass Find gives him some stuff for sniping. So maybe we could have something with that. Um, bonuses to headshots, uh, aiming, weapon stability. Not too mm-hmm. sure how a lot of that would work, but I'm sure something can be figured out. Yeah. Well, I think I know who I would prefer to see in out of these two. Uh, but before that, do you have anything like uh, anything else you want to mention about each of these characters, like what they could do, what could be fun to see them do? Um, it'd be like interesting. You, if... you are definitely a lot more knowledgeable on Payday than me. I'm pretty much just like I'm... skimming a wiki here. I'm not super familiar with Payday, actually. Like, the especially I, the lore of Payday is I've kind of not really cared too much about. Mm-hmm. Um, so like that, I, I just know roughly like what Dallas is. I don't really know. Like, I I couldn't tell you like. I don't even know if he's from Dallas. Who knows? Um, but that's really all I really know about him. And then, like, Bill, it could be interesting if maybe, like, they tied in the Dead by Daylight um, aspect of him. Maybe brought something in from that game. That would be kind of neat. Yeah. You know? This was like a... I don't know. Maybe, like, even if it's a variation, Bill in his Christmas sweater from DVD. That would be kind of cool. Um, that would be awesome or his uh his more tactical vest that you get from the rift yeah or you know or his super prestige uh prestige three it's all bloody which i don't see nintendo doing but you know is is something that would be neat um but yeah so i or they call maybe one of his ability like unbreakable is his ultimate smash or something like that um which would be neat uh but yeah, that's really about it for them. They're both shooters that, so they're. I feel like they're both their weapons that move sets would be very similar. They they have the potential to be similar. It's just going to be how they try to individualize them based on like here's the things they're more known for. Like Dallas could have the cable ties, but and then Bill could have Molotovs mm-hmm. or uh, the zombie summoning. But yep. and that's something that neither of them would do. But they could both do pistols, assault guns snipers or shotguns they both have access to the same base types of guns which is really the hard thing about any uh shooter character in trying to vision and smash whether it's dallas and bill master chief doom guy uh mr call of duty mm-hmm. it laura croft nathan drake all of them it's just like all right so they have guns okay yep which ones do you do and how do you do it and make it really work Mm-hmm. be it's, interesting it's not strictly easy to try and differentiate them all and make them actually work accurate to who they are but also trying to pick things that are just like all right well this person uses these things but those things are also kind of sucky and lame and they wouldn't work for myself but they have access to these things shooter characters are very are one of the harder ones to do in smash in my opinion They're yeah like i agree characters yeah that makes sense dating sim characters I, oh, how God. the fuck would you... I, never mind, I don't want to know. Ugh. Anywho. Yeah. So, you said that you have a lean. Yep. What are, you, what are your thoughts here? I have a heavy lean, actually, on this one. Mm-hmm. I'm going Bill over Beck. Would be... Uh, I feel like he would just be more... He's more popular. Uh, he's not as vanilla as Dallas. Van- like, you could replace the word Dallas with any of the other heisters, and you pretty much have the same character. Hmm. Um, I think just Bill has that connection to Dead by Daylight, so he brings in another crowd. Um, 
so he would be more beneficial for them in the long run. And I think you can do a little bit more with his skill set than you could with Dallas's. Um, and Bill is just an awesome character. I love playing Bill. He's he's the one I play when I play Left 4 Dead. He is the character I choose every time. So I would love to see Bill in this. All right. I, I think both characters kind of could have some like interchangeability with them if they were added in. Like for Bill, uh, now unless you're going heavy on voice lines for him, uh, you could have an alt that's Lewis. You could have an alt that's Francis, Zoe, oh, yeah. Rochelle, Coach, Ellis, Nick. All of them could feasibly just be alts for coach mm -hmm. or not coach uh bill uh it really like i don't think there's strictly things that they have to make just be a bill for that now if they give him like voice lines in there his like his uh his taunts or victory animations then you either have to just you'd have to change out the lines for the different characters if you're going to do that you can't have coach standing around and having bill's voice come out of his mouth that'd be fucking weird mm-hmm uh, similarly, though, with Dallas, I mean, he can just wear the masks that the other main characters have as their signature masks. Yeah, these characters has like their mask design. Yeah, and it's still just Dallas. Like you don't even yeah. have to change up the name. Right. Which, speaking of, uh, I don't think he's from Dallas. Uh, apparently, in Payday the Heist, uh, Dallas worked for the Chicago Mob when he was young, and then he got wow. in trouble when he tried to pit two Chicago mobs against each other. Hmm. Didn't go so well. I mean, he survived, go. but uh, he kind of had a hit put out on him. Maybe maybe don't do that. Right. Uh, between these characters, though, I mean, yeah, I have an easy lean here. Uh, Bill Overbeck. Left 4 Dead is amazing. Like, I don't dislike Payday, um, but I definitely would prefer Left 4 Dead over Payday, just, like, even just in playing it. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think Bill just, like, this is more personality there, I think. Um, yeah. The zombie aspect is something that they can pull that you can't really do for... Dallas running best from payday. Also, there's you don't have to deal with drugs outside of yeah. you know, yeah. pills here for Lewis. But those are you know medicinal. Uh, but we agreed here. We're both seeing Bill Overbeck. But John still had a comment. I'm assuming he probably overflows the voter for Bill. But let's see what mm -hmm. John had to say, just in case we needed. I agree. Comment. I think he's gonna pick Bill. So there's a lot of Dallas disposal. And as a hitman slash heist guy. There's an interesting character there. He may have more disposal than Bill, to be honest, but my gut says Bill. Toss some zombies, a golf club, and a machine gun, and see where this guy takes us. Mm -hmm. So, not not really surprising there. Um, I do think uh, Dallas could work. I mean, if Bill can work, Dallas can work, in all honesty there. But, uh, I mean, let's be real. Left 4 Dead's fucking awesome. Yeah, Left 4 oh, Dead's yeah. a great game. Great series. Yeah. It's uh you know they they made Back for Blood because they couldn't make Left 4 Dead 3. And you know Back for Blood's fine, but oh boy, I do I want to go I, the missions are a little long. Mm -hmm. I want to go it, back to the camp in at a sooner time than 1 hour, please. Yeah, it's fun. Like Back for Blood's good and all, it's but it still doesn't quite hit Left 4 Dead levels for me. Yeah. I think a lot of it is just like expectations. Like we all have mm -hmm. a vision of ahead of what we wanted. And, you know, we didn't quite get that. Right. It's still good. Uh, for me, this, the biggest weakness is it just takes so long. Like, for Chapter 1, it's it's too long. I need to go... I need We need to be able to go back to base after every mini-finale. Seriously. Mm hmm But uh, with that, that's going to be the end of both of our Smash Dash segments here. Uh, Bill Overbeck triumphed over Dallas. 
the Castle Crasher triumphed over the Battle Blockian, and we had our thoughts on our own right there, chances, uh, little picks there. So that pretty much wrapped things up here. <sighs> well, Loyal Trail, I brought you back after two years. It's been two peaceful years, and then I get this call. Has it really been peaceful? Because I'm no, on almost no, all your yeah. streams. I know. I would, record yeah. a lot. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> not peaceful at all. I'm sure you'll be back at some point for torture. Possibly. Mine possibly. Yours, I, everyone's you know, probably going to miss Jono, though, because Jono's way better than both of us. So, you know. What? I don't, I don't know about that. Oh. Well, maybe I'm better than Jono, but not you. So, I mean, you know, there's that, too. Do you have any idea how peaceful this is? <laughs> wow, and I'm peaceful apparently. Jeez. Yes. Rough. <laughs> uh, we all know I'm kidding. You're not peaceful at all. That's true. But, but yeah, uh, yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, make sure you check out mine and Xantox, uh YouTube, Select Start Gaming. Uh, if you want to find either of us on Twitch, uh, I'm Way Off Trail, and he is Xantox. Uh, so yeah, I, pl what, I plugged you too. <laughs> what are you uploading right now on Select Start Gaming? I believe I got right now inscription is going up, uh, but I think that's getting close-ish to being done. Let me quick take a look here. Hold on, hold on. Um, where's the? Why can't I see my? That's okay. I got you covered here. Uh, inscription like inscription is up right now. Uh, by the time this is up, uh, it might be done. And Little Dragons Cafe will either be just starting right. or about to start. Over on my end, um, Pokemon or Pokemon Alpha Sapphire is done on my end. Uh, it's it's finished up. And the new game, Mega Man Battle Network Four Red Sun, yeah. where I'll be showing off. Like not going into the post game content like I hadn't done for the other Battle Network games because it's a lot. But uh, there's a bunch of different scenarios that differ between both versions of the game, and I'm going through all of them for this one, which means I played through Battle Network Four six times. For all of you, you're fucking welcome. <laughs> but, and we have our Gloomhaven that we uh, yes. do that goes up uh, every week. So make sure you check that out. Yeah, it's, a, it's a lot of fun. A lot of fun. It, it and, has been. Uh, we've been recording a new one of those every week with a couple of people. Yeah. That said, as for the next episode of this podcast itself, uh, well, we've reached the end of cycle 23. So we're going back to an on-topic episode next time around. We'll be bringing back a Flame Zone, Eric, as our guest as we discuss our fourth party's inevitable. Will we get Goku, SpongeBob, Superman in Smash? Or is it stupid and people just need to shut the fuck up about it? Well, I know what my thoughts are. You probably also know what my thoughts are, because I've never been really quiet about it. But uh, hey, if you're interested in that conversation, check in that episode. See you all then. Bye, everyone.